We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast the holy edition of the pack a day podcast i am one of your hosts dusty evely uh with me is the wonderful Always tremendous, Sarah Kelleher. Sarah, how are you? And has your head stopped spinning yet? No, because that intro just <laughs> caught me so off. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had no idea you were going to do that. But I'm great. I mean, we're recording this Tuesday night, um, and a lot happened, uh, mm-hmm. not just for the Packers, but just all around the NFL. Uh, And we are lucky enough to be able to talk about it and share the news and I guess, quote unquote, break the news on Packaday podcast. So that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling really good about it and pumped up. And then obviously, you know, great day to be a Packers fan too. Aaron Rodgers coming back, Devontae Adams coming back. Seems like most of the gang is going to be back together and they're going to have a shot at another run, at least for the next year, maybe even more. So I'm thrilled. What about you? Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, we kind of we talked about this last week, so we did have a a show plan in advanced because we are very professional and we scheduled something in advance that we had something to do this week, knowing full well that that everything could be blown out of the water by the time we got around to recording. But we did have something lined up, um, and that quickly took a backseat. Uh, when around like two p.m. today or something like that, I guess is what it took a, a backseat when the stuff was announced. I mean, yeah, I mean, we we assume, like I said, we just kind of assumed. Uh, Adams was getting the tag that today, uh, Rogers, you know, kind of potentially, maybe he was going to go on McAfee today. He was going to announce something. He said a while ago, he was going to try to announce something or make his decision, at least not announce something, make his decision before the franchise tag or the end of free agency so that guys like Devonte could know what to do. So we always knew today could get really busy. Uh, we didn't expect it to get this busy. Um, I know I certainly did not. So I guess we'll start off with the big news that is still a little confusing. It's still up in the air. I think I know as I'm talking, I'm still kind of looking through, looking at Twitter to see if there's any additional news on this or anything, because as of right now, so we'll take it through the timeline a little bit. Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay. Now, it was originally reported by Pat McAfee. 
Now, what he said, I've got the tweet up here, uh, breaking according to my sources, which is likely Aaron Rodgers sending him a text message, Aaron Rodgers will officially be returning to the Green Bay Packers. There is no deal in place currently, but there's said to be a cap-friendly deal on the way. Retirement was a real consideration, and in the end, he is back with the pack, posted a couple of nice pictures of Aaron Rodgers. So that was the initial one. Now, shortly after, I actually saw the Rappaport deal first because I was working. I was on a call when this, when this all went down. The Rappaport report was a four-year, $200 million deal with $153 million guaranteed. He then followed that up with, uh, he said the cap hit, he said next year goes way down, which would have to happen to make the cap stuff work. And then the second year of that deal wouldn't even put him in the top 10 of the cap hits on the league. And Sarah, you and I were talking about this ahead of time. This seems shocking anyway, because for his mulling retirement at this point, he's going to be 39 next year. There's a whole like, okay, do we like, we, is he going to come back? No one even knew he was, his retirement was very much on the table. McAfee even said that four years that clearly had to be backloaded if the next two year cap hits are not very big. That was kind of shocking in and of itself. So, Sarah, just before we go the rest of the timeline, what were your initial thoughts? What did you see first? Did you see the McAfee report first or did you see the rap report one? And what were your initial reactions to that? Yeah, so few things here. I was also at work, and luckily it was right around lunchtime, so I was finishing up an assignment I was working on, and I just see my phone light up. I have a little stand that my phone sits on by my desk, and one of my buddies texts me, oh my gosh, that's so much money. And I immediately knew exactly what he was talking about, and I went straight to Twitter and yes, I saw the uh, Rappaport tweet and then I checked right after I saw that McAfee's Twitter because I knew that he would probably be the one to break the news. And sure enough, he had broke it like a minute or two before um, Rappaport tweeted out the alleged terms that are apparently now not true, according to Aaron Rodgers' Twitter. Um, and yes, yeah, so I did watch Pat McAfee a little bit and he said that it was very funny because he tried to say, you know, a source called me this morning or sources <laughs> called me this morning to tell me. And then he just gave up halfway through and said, okay, Aaron called me. Aaron was the one that <laughs> called me and he told me this. So um, it seems like, you know, Pat and Aaron were aligned the whole way that there was a deal and that it just wasn't signed yet. So that seems to be the truth and what's, you know, the, the matter of the situation. And immediately, as soon as I saw that it was going to be a, a more cap friendly deal, I said, okay, well, Devonte's back that, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to run it back again. And then, you know, no sooner than that, five, 10 minutes or so later, everybody, you know, Rappaport, Schefter, all the guys, um, okay. Packers are expected to tag Devonte Adams now. And it's like, here we go. All the dominoes are falling. So uh, it, it was a crazy few minutes. You know, I've talked about how my boss is a Lions fan. So I went to the break room to heat up my lunch and he just happened to walk through to go to the bathroom. And I, I said, did you hear the good news? <laughs> and I think he, he looked at me and thought I maybe was talking about, you know, work, that something sure. good happened for one of our clients. And he's like, oh, excited. And he said, no, what happened? He said, he's coming back, Aaron Rodgers, four more years. <laughs> And he just looks at me and he goes, Jesus, and walks out. <laughs> so that was just a fun, fun little moment I got to have at work. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a crazy few minutes. And then we're going to talk about more that just continued to follow this Packers madness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of had the same thing was, I again, I saw the Rappaport thing first. So I was like, okay, well, that's, 
a lot of money and the backload and all of that stuff, but obviously they've got a plan in place, all of that stuff. Um, so, but we're still up in the air. So you kind of alluded to it. So we had the McAfee thing. And then, then Rappaport, just going to run down the timeline here. Rappaport has his deal, four years, $200 million, $153 million guaranteed. McAfee then follows up not long after with news of a four-year, $200 million deal is not accurate, according to my sources. Shrug emoji. We know the sources are Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, then a couple hours after the fact, tweeted, as you alluded to, Sarah. He says, hey, everyone, just want to clear some things up. Yes, I am. will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate. As are the supposed terms of the contract I signed. I'm very excited to be back. Year, year eight, hashtag year 18, heart emoji. So he is So he is coming back. We still don't know the deal, the, the, the terms of the deal. May I, who knows when that's going to be? I mean, it's going to have to be before the start of free agency. So relatively soon here, they're going to have to work out something and announce those, those deals. But we don't know that right now. So Rogers is back. We know Rogers is back. That's good news. That's awesome. And Sarah, as you also said, the next domino to fall was Devontae Adams, who's franchise tagged. Uh, he's going to play. Well, if he plays under this, the, the deal is the, the plan is still to get a long term deal in place. He's got a $20.1 million a hit under the franchise tag unless a deal is reached. Um, so, I, I mean, I fully expect at this point, it, it all seemed like a waiting game to see what Rodgers was going to do. I fully expect them to get a deal done before the open the start of free agency next week. But for now, franchise tag. I saw somewhere, and I can't reference it, and I apologize, that uh, it sounded like he had no intention of holding out if he did have to play under the franchise tag, that he would intend to play under that. So we'll see, but I do I do expect a, a deal to be reached. So we had that. Now we had Rodgers. We have Adams. That's the Packers stuff. Now in between there, another fairly big thing happened. Fairly big. So we're like, oh, Rodgers. Oh, this is great. And then, okay, Rod- Adams probably going to get tagged. Russell Wilson got traded. Russell Wilson got traded. To Denver. So this, these are the terms of the deal. Broncos get Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. I love, I love the fourth-round pick. Like that was going to be the deal-breaker. Uh, so they get, the, they get the Seahawks 2022 fourth-round pick. Thank God. The Seahawks get two first-round picks. They get a 2022 and 2023. We know that the 2022 pick, so this year, is going to be pick number nine. They get two second-round picks, which is 2022, the 40th, 40th pick this year, and then 2023. They get one fifth-round pick. This year, they also get Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Um, the, uh, Locke, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I like him being thrown in because that was always like coming back to the Packers. Well, that was part of the the deal with the Broncos, the theory, the hypothetical deals. It was always, well, why would they want Drew Locke? Like, why do they want a garbage quarterback back in this deal? Like, it doesn't help them at all. That garbage quarterback is going to Seattle. Um, Noah Fant, I like Shelby Harris. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I have no opinion on. Uh, but overall, like I don't know, decent haul, I thought, uh, for Russell Wilson. So, Sarah, just your thoughts. Your thoughts on kind of, again, reaction to that happening. And also, just as a question for you, I know, again, like since – I feel like since the last offseason, there's been hypothetical – especially this offseason with Hackett going over there, hypothetical deals in place all over the place for Rodgers to Denver. And it's always been that's not enough, that's not enough. If Rodgers were to get the same deal – that Wilson just got. If the if the Packers got that haul back from the Seahawks, how would your what would you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's tough to say, right? Because on paper you say, oh wow, that's a lot of picks, a lot of high value picks. There's some you know decent players in that mix, but you don't know how any of those picks are going to shake out. So it's really hard to say, you know, they won the trade or um, 
because you truly won't be able to determine that until years from now when some of those players shake out and you see how well they do, you know, I'm sure a few of them will be great. um, And that the Seahawks will benefit from that. You know, the Seahawks from top to bottom are a pretty, you know, well-run organization. So I think they'll do a fine job drafting the guys they need to and rebuilding. But you know, Russell Wilson is a franchise quarterback and he's still has, you know, many years left in this league. So if I'm Denver, I'm still really happy because I'm getting consistency at that position, although they are in a tough division. So it's really hard for me to say, you know, if, if I was on the other side of it, would I feel happy? I think I would just have accepted that that was the reality and that it was time to move on. I was very at peace with whatever Aaron Rodgers decided to do and what that meant for the Packers. If that meant the Packers start a rebuild, then okay, let's do it. We're here for the rebuild. If not, and they continue to try to move in this direction with Rodgers at the helm, then okay, I'm going to be here talking about the Packers, cheering on the Packers either way. So uh, it is hard to say, though, until some of those picks do play out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and they do have some good talent there. I'm, I'm with you as far as the division and kind of where they're at. I mean, he slots in, and depending on how you feel the rest of the quarterbacks, he slots in as the third, depending on how you feel about Derek Carr, potentially fourth best quarterback. I mean, I know Russell Wilson has been good, and some of that's tough to separate. I know for me anyway. I think he's, he's 33. He started to take a dip, you know, last half of the season. Now, I, I do think at least, you know, a, a part of that, because he came back against the Packers. There's a shutout that the Packers pitched against him. That game specifically, I think, was just due to him coming back too too quickly from that ruptured tendon in his finger. Like, he wasn't right. He was sailing throws. And I think that impacted him the rest of the year. But if you start to – if you're seeing this as, you know – He's smaller. He's certainly taken his hits over the years. He's 33, so he's not old. But those things that, I mean, they, if for a quarterback has taken a ton of hits like that and a smaller guy, those can kind of add up. So if you see this as kind of, he might be nearing his decline kind of, kind of sooner. If, if you believe more, he's more the guy towards the end of last year than the guy he had been. He's potentially the fourth best quarterback in that division. I think probably third best. I think, I think he's still better than Carr, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, for the Broncos, I don't know what this gets them in the Super Bowl conversation. And if this was the Packers, I would still feel like maybe one first-round pick short for Aaron Rodgers. Now, Rodgers was the MVP this past year. Wilson clearly was not. Uh, so I think this package would seem a little light if it was Rodgers. But I also don't know that I'd be super mad at it. Um, I've always, you know, get Locke out of there. You know, I'd feel better about the the pick situation as if, instead of Drew Locke. 
say Jerry Judy or Patrick Sertan was coming back in that deal or something like that. But uh, for Russell Wilson, that seems like a, seems like a pretty good deal. Um, uh, Mina Kimes was kind of going through it a little bit today uh, (laughs) as far as, as far as the deal and what the Seahawks are going to look like going forward. Uh, Another person who went through was Jerry Judy. I don't know if you saw this Jerry Judy. So good. Just so great, man. The Rogers deal broke. Jerry Judy just tweets out a sad, sad face emoji, clearly looking for Rogers joint. 20 minutes later, the Wilson stuff comes through. He says, oh, he said, oh, we lit. And then had a smile emoji was the next one. So he went from the lowest lows to the highest highs in about a 20 minute period. So good for him. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. The rest of the quarterback market, as we're shaking out right now. So Rogers is staying. Wilson's gone. And we all know Drew Locke. Drew Locke, the big piece in that going to Seattle, the much coveted Drew Locke. We got two other guys as well. Jimmy G shoulder surgery today. Um, that's, you know, possible target, you know, depending on how you feel about him, uh, uh, mediocre quarterback, I think below average, but still can get the job done in some cases. And likely his time in San Francisco is coming to an end uh, with Trey Lance. You assume that Trey Lance will be starting this next year or the next couple of years. So Jimmy G shoulder, shoulder surgery today, he's going to be on the market. He's a potential target. The other one, I, I don't even like to talk about this guy at this point is Deshaun Watson. Uh, so this Friday and, and Sarah, I don't know if you want to fill in some more details here this Friday, the grand jury begins or they're, they're, they're going to, I guess, I don't know, vote on the grand jury or something. I'm, I'm totally botching this. Um, that's going to start on Friday and that's going to determine whether, whether they want to move forward with the criminal case or the civil case. If they decide to move forward with the civil, the criminal case on Friday, then that, that delays any kind of market for him at all. If they decide they're not going to, they don't want to do criminal and they just go civil. It's likely open season on Deshaun Watson for any team wanting to throw picks at him. So Sarah, do you have, uh, I don't know, thoughts or additional information on, on the Deshaun Watson stuff? Yeah, so I'm just going to read um, some little expert excerpts Excuse me, from Yahoo Sports, uh, Charles Robinson, who's an NFL columnist there. Um, you know, this situation, like you said, it, I don't really love talking about it because it's just kind of a gross situation. Not kind of, it is a gross situation all around. And um, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't totally understand a lot of it either, but I thought this article did a a good job of breaking it down where someone like me and you, and I'm sure many people listening might not know all the ins and outs of uh, criminal court and civil court and the differences and all of that. So basically um, there's, this is what the story says, you know, two key steps in the criminal investigation into Deshaun Watson are scheduled to unfold Friday. He's slated for his first deposition in the sexual misconduct, civil law suits brought against him. With the with his legal camp preparing for him to plead the fifth in testimony, um, basically to make a long story short, um, there's two proceedings and they aren't tied to each other. But his lawyers and his legal team are trying to hold off um, the disposition until um, after this hearing on Friday to determine if it goes um, to criminal court and they continue to investigate it in that. Um, since, so I'm just going to read this clip because it actually really explains it well. It says it is unknown how long prosecutors will take presenting evidence to the grand jury or whether it will be limited to Friday's proceedings. However, lawyers involved in the proceedings told Yahoo Sports that multiple witnesses will be called for testimony, including some of the 10 women who filed civil lawsuits and criminal complaints against Watson. Then it goes on to say, 
Watson will not be asked to make an appearance before the grand jury with the indictment ultimately resting on whether jurors believe there is enough evidence and compelling testimony presented to indict him for a crime. If that happens, he will be forced to plead the indictment and his criminal case will move forward. But if it does not happen and the jurors do not vote for an indictment, he will be released from criminal complaints as they are presented and will continue forward with his civil cases. So if that happens and he continues forward with civil cases, then like you said, Dusty, he would most likely be available on the trade market and teams may start making moves there. So that's just kind of that situation. And um, as Rappaport and others reported um, on Tuesday, Friday is the big day for that because that, that'll be the first of what we know could happen there. Yeah, thanks. I again, you, and we both kind of talked about it, but I, I just the the situation around him and the way it's even the way it's talked about a lot of times is so much framed in how how does this case impact the, his football situation? And that just seems so unimportant. Just what what the case is, all of the women that have come forward and all of that. So I just I I, I hate talking about it and framing that as a. Um, well, what could teams pitch for him? Because that that ultimately that that feels like that doesn't really matter in all of this. Yeah, but exactly, we felt like we needed to bring it up, um, but we also wanted to make sure we we <laughs> focused on that part of it as opposed to how many picks do you think he's going to get? Because who cares? I don't know who cares about that. Uh, moving on from that, staying with the Seahawks for a second because I have seen some chatter about this. Bobby Wagner was released by the Seahawks today. Wagner, I mean, I believe Hall of Fame inside linebacker. You know my views on inside linebackers. He has been a difference maker his entire career. Like, he's one of the rare few that, like, okay, yeah, he was – he made a huge difference on the defense from the Legion of Boom and then on. Now, he's he lost a step this past year. That was clear. But he still played fine, I guess. I mean, above average clip from what I saw. Like, again, he wasn't playing all world level, but he was still better than a lot of inside linebackers in the league, I thought. So, Sarah, what do you, do you, would you have any opinion on Bobby Wagner? Because I've seen today, as is the case, I've seen people saying, we need to get Bobby Wagner because uh, he's he's a name. I know Bobby Wagner. And then people saying, Bobby Wagner's terrible. Don't bring him in. The truth, I believe, lies somewhere in the middle. Uh, do you have any opinions on Bobby Wagner coming to the Seahawks? This is where we miss Steve because I feel like Steve would have had very strong opinions on Bobby Wagner. Uh, but do you, you want to take up the Steve Mantle for a second, Sarah, if you, if you feel like doing that? Sure. I mean, this is a hard act to follow. Big shoes to <laughs> fill for Steve here. Um, but I, I agree with you, Justin. You know, not much more than that. I think, you know, Bobby Wagner is a good player. And any team um, that has need at that position is probably going to look and go after him. I, I, and it's tough because it seems, you know, he's in the situation where he's a veteran and he may want a lot of money, but he's also getting older. So players might not think he's worth that much money. So there has to be a sweet spot somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. And I'm sure, you know, one team will jump on it and they'll, they'll make it work. And I, I think whatever team ends up getting him, especially if they're one that's trying to improve their defense, it, it, that's a win. It's improvement. He's a good player and not kind of, you know, like Zadaria Smith where he's going to bring momentum on the field, but he's also a very good leader in the locker room. So if you were looking for a veteran guy um, to just lead the way, look to Bobby Wagner. So I'm sure, you know, maybe a younger team and someone that's trying to rebuild and develop may look to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I still think he has, he has some years left in the tank to be, to be still be good. So hope he goes somewhere. I've always liked Bobby Wagner. Um, I don't know if I want to see him in green Bay, obviously with Devondre Campbell, we're still waiting on, on kind of news from that, but I've always liked Wagner. So I hope he, hope he still has a few years left where he can, he can continue to be good. 
uh, kind of run this down again. A whole bunch of stuff happened today. A whole bunch of stuff. Um, Josh Gordon signed with the Chiefs. I didn't even see any deals on this, uh, any numbers on this. J- Gordon was, um, I think, appeared in 12 games, five catches, 32 yards for the Chiefs. I think he's 30, you know, over 30 at this point. I mean, his career has been just, I mean, so littered with suspension and back. And at times he's looked like the best receiver in the league. And then you haven't seen him in, for two years of pop. So, uh, you know, I, that's a good situation for him. I do. I, I still hope he does something. It's part of you still hopes you see the Josh Gordon of, of old, but I don't know. Josh Gordon is now old. So uh, that guy's probably gone, but still hope he's a useful player somewhere. Um, we're saying with the wide receivers, Mike Williams with the chargers, three year, $60 million deal, 40 million guaranteed. And uh, the Bucks franchise tag, Chris Godwin. Um, I was looking at that Mike Williams deal, and I was like, I, well, when I heard he got signed, you know, he's he's good. Uh, I like Mike Williams. I like, well, is, is this going to impact Devontae Adams' deal at all? Like, no, it's not. It's absolutely not going to impact Devontae Adams' deal at all. Mike Williams is not the receiver Devontae Adams is. But those moves there, Josh Gordon, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, any uh, any thoughts on any of those guys uh, there, Sarah? I know Godwin was um, – if he was, I guess, maybe probably unrestricted free agent. I saw some people hoping he was going to make the market and, you know, Packers could use a guy like him, uh, but he's now off. Do you have any, any thoughts on, on any of those guys? Yeah. I mean, my thought is kind of the same for both and it's a duh for both teams, right? (laughs) They, they really want to keep these guys and similar to Devontae Adams, they're going to kind of do whatever it takes and hope and pray that the deals that they make and that they're putting out there and presenting to those guys are ones that they like. And if they aren't, then, hey, we're going to franchise tag you until we figure this out because we're not going to give up on you. And we have to you know, work on this together until we're both happy. So it's it's kind of a no-brainer for everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was kind of, kind of curious with the Bucks with Brady leaving and everything, if they were going to kind of view – they still have a talented roster if they're going to view this as somewhat of a rebuild and Godwin's kind of had his ups and downs. But like, clearly they, they like him and – you know, I like him as well. So it's good that they kept him, I guess. It's smart. It's good to keep good players on our team is something I've always said. Uh, we've got a couple more. Uh, Cowboys tag Dalton Schultz, a tight end, who I like. Uh, I'd say good, not great tight end. The Titans signed Harold Landry to a five-year, $87.5 million extension with $52.5 million guaranteed. I like Harold Landry. Or when he came out of the draft, that was like, well, I hope the Packers can grab Harold Landry. And they did not. Uh, but he, I think he had a really good year for them this past year. So that's not really surprising. And last up, the Jaguars tagging Cam Robinson for the second time. Their, their offensive tackle, $16.6 million on the books for the second franchise tag for him. You know, obviously hoping to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence a little bit, keep a little continuity there. I don't know. Tagging a tackle twice, that seems very strange to me. But uh, Sarah? What do you got on these moves? Schultz, Landry, and Robinson, the Landry deal. I mean, for a guy that I think has been up and down and had a good year this past year, hasn't been a dominant force, and to get that money, you know, obviously we know pass rushers get paid, but I start eyeing the uh, Rashawn Gary, um, you know, in a couple of years, whenever that deal comes up and start that the immediately the price tag starts going up a little bit. So, so Sarah, what are your thoughts on those moves? So that's uh, uh, Dalton Schultz. Harold Landry, Cam Robinson. You could talk about all of them or just say, I don't want to talk about any of those. What are your overall thoughts on those guys? I mean, it's a lot. Like we talked about before, there's just a lot of news today. It's making my head spin. So let's talk about Landry first. Um, That was an interesting situation because there was the franchise tag, then there wasn't, then then they signed the deal and they got it done. Um, And that is a heck of a lot of money for a outside linebacker. So I'm sure... 
uh, Steve somewhere was yelling and um, hoping one day that the Packers will have someone like that that is worth all of that money that he wants to fight to keep because he loves them that much. Uh, Josh Gordon re-signing with the Chiefs. Yeah, I totally forgot he was even on the yeah. Chiefs. Uh, Dusty and I were talking, you know, trying to compile our all of our notes before we recorded this, and we were going through, and we said, "Did he play?" Um, <laughs> we 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 can't recall. Uh, apparently, he did play in ten games, according to what Dusty was able to find. So that's interesting. You know, I, I think he's a little overshadowed by some of the other. Um, superstars on that offense but hey good for him that he's back there I guess I don't I I don't know I don't have strong feelings about it and the last one um Dalton Schultz I know that's another Mm -hmm. just playmaker as Rappaport said for the Cowboys it's very easy to for lack of a, a better term, make fun of the Cowboys. And, you know, they're very, a very memeable franchise and just team in general. But they're making the right moves. They're keeping guys around that are playmakers. You know, they have a good quarterback and Dak Prescott that they can hopefully build around. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Jerry's world isn't looking terrible this offseason. So, hey, good for them. It does look like they're probably going to lose Amari Cooper from the, from the looks of things. So that sucks for them, but that, that's 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 mostly deal with the Zeke deal. That that just looks absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, I like I like Schultz. Uh, good good playmaker. I think I like him. The other deal we were hoping that news was going to break of a Jair extension, and we still assume something like that will likely happen with the the cap stuff. Um, you know, it, it, too much. There's too much action today, Sarah. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to handle that if that happened today. There's too much else going on. Someone else gets the joy of that. Someone else gets to talk about Jair. We do not get that today. Um, I mean, that pretty much wraps us up. We we were going to do questions, um, but we're both tired and again head spitting from all the stuff going on. So. Sarah, do you have any final thoughts on this wild, wild just Tuesday, just a Tuesday in March? Any any final thoughts? I'm just happy. I think this worked out for the Packers. I am a little curious to see what happens with Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of talks. Are they going to trade him? Are they going to keep him around? I really don't know. So in the next couple of weeks, that's something that I really want to keep an eye out for and, you know, what's going to happen there. And, yeah, there are other deals that need to be done too, right? Like you yeah. said, Charrier, I'm sure they're going to restructure with other guys too. I'm sure some re- some guys were waiting to restructure until they knew what was happening yeah. with Rodgers and Adams. They probably didn't want to commit long-term or re-sign maybe a deal for less money. You know, I'm thinking of guys like Campbell and Douglas. I think they're probably a little more eager to come back when they say, Hey, the core group is going to be here. It's not going to be a rebuild. It's going to be, you know, pretty much a a second chance at what we had this year and failed to do. Um, Also going to be thinking about Randall Cobb, something that was very interesting that Pat McAfee said was that Roger specifically wants to sign less money and a more cap friendly deal because he wants to play with his friends. Well, We know their franchise tagging Devontae Adams, who's his friend. They already have Bakhtiari on a longer-term deal, and that kind of leaves Randall Cobb in the mix and Mercedes Lewis. What's going to happen with these guys that we know that are Rodgers' quote-unquote friends? Are they going to come back? Is it going to be the last dance 2.0 for guys like that? Who knows? So I'm happy with where things are at, but I'm still just anxious and excited in a good way to see you know how the other dominoes fall but 
what a day. And I can't believe it all happened on a Tuesday because, well, just it was a lot, but it was a good time. It was. Um, so I guess before I get mine, and we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but just curious on your thoughts on love, because you did talk, you touched on love. I kind of go back and forth on this a little bit because, you know, obviously they, they drafted him. He didn't show a ton in the Chiefs game. You know, he showed that there's a thousand things that go into that late start, all the pressure they brought, people, anyone kind of struggles with that pressure, everything you want to say about that. Um, but at the very least, he's been in the system for a couple of years now. Um, and so, I mean, I, I kind of – I. I go back and forth between see if you can get a trade for him or you at least have a quality backup for the next couple of years. And part of this has to do with what Jordan Love wants. Uh, if Jordan Love is saying, I'm never going to play here. I'd like to get out while I'm still, you know, relatively young and have a chance to start somewhere. You know, obviously you, you like to respect that if he does that, but if he doesn't push for that and the trade market isn't robust for him, you know, this year seems like the year to trade him. If you're going to do that simply because the quarterback draft is not, not that strong this year. Um, I'd seen varying reports. I know. Um, I think, uh, I can't remember. I'm blanking on, Oh, Benjamin Albright, uh, a week or two ago, basically said like, no one was willing to give up more than a six. Jim Nagy today said, uh, Packers could potentially get a second for him. So if we use that as the base, if a team were willing to offer a second round this year, say at the draft for a second round pick this year for Jordan Love, where would you sit on that? Would you be willing to do that? I think for a second rounder, yeah. If, yeah. if they if they can get decent value, then and they expect, um, we already said this. If they really think that they're going to commit, and by they I mean the Packers, to four more years of Aaron Rodgers then if you can trade love now and get a decent value, you know, a second round pick or something out of it, then I say go for it. But let's say, you know, Rogers mentioned that that wasn't, those weren't the terms. Maybe that he isn't just talking about money. Maybe that's about years too. And if he's only going to come back one or two years and the Packers still think that they have some value in love, then maybe they hold off, especially if, they really aren't going to get a second and people are saying six they're you know later in the draft so if they're committing to rogers for three plus more years i think you you trade love because there's no point in having him sit for that long if he, they truly think the pack or aaron rogers will be the quarterback for the packers for that long yeah, that's where I said as well. I, th- I think I could I could squint and, and be okay with potentially a third. I think anything lower than a third, unless Jordan Love's really pushing, I don't I don't really entertain. Um, but a second round pick with your cash strapped a little this year anyway, um, and you can get you know a guy in the second round that could potentially help you this year. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you absolutely do that. And then you go you know Benkert as the backup likely, and then you know who showed some good things when he was out there you know in the preseason, which preseason take with a grain of salt and then you know potentially maybe take a mid-round quarterback you know it's not a great draft this year but then you you take a guy third or fourth round and try to stash him you know something like that if you if you need to so that's about where i said um all right so my for my final thoughts i guess i'll just i've got a couple things uh so i was on i talked about this last week but i was on hey we like your pod with uh matt and don this past week which was so much fun. Um, as is the case, I mean, we, when we talk every week as well, kind of same thing, talking to them as well. The, the, I think the best conversations were before and after we recorded. We talked for you know a few hours. We talked beforehand. We talked afterwards. Um, and just just great people. It was really really fun. Just kind of uh, you know talk to them for a couple hours. That was just just really really fun. So if you haven't listened to that yet, uh, it's Hey We Like Your Pod. They do really you know they they they're great great people. 
fun guests, kind of get to know some people on a different level. So I had really fun doing that. And then uh, I also, I wrote something this week over on my Substack. So it's dustyevely.substack.com where I just wrote about uh, the last, you know, <laughs> before today was, could this have been potentially Roger's last throw as a Packers, uh, as a Green Bay Packer, the last full throw of 2021, the hero ball throw of Devontae Adams. We know now it's not his last throw as a Packer. Um, but I was going back through stuff, plays from earlier in the year and found one that he completed like that, almost the exact same thing to Devontae Adams against the Bengals. So I kind of talk about that concept, uh, kind of what he may have been looking for there, kind of shining, you know, potentially a new light on that last play there. So it was interesting to me. I hope it was interesting to other people as well. So that's up now on my Substack, And that's all I got. Uh, so guys, as always, you know, sorry we didn't get the questions this week. But again, we had, you know, as you heard, a million things happened today. So we want to make sure we let those things breathe. We had a chance to talk about those. Um, next week, we got a fun show but unless something else blows up uh, that we're really looking forward to that we were going to do this week. So next week should be a lot of fun as well. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, rate and review us on your podcast listening platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at Sarah Keller four at Steve Perhatch at Dusty Evely and the podcast at Packet a podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always go pack, go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.